You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft, and this is your host, Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the new director of scouting for NBA Big Board. Thank you. Thank you so much for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen every day. And in this case, your first listen of the week. And we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And in this episode today, I want to talk to you guys about the forgotten group of individuals, the group of individuals that most people have, I don't know, given up on, like I said, forgotten about, this group of players that are rarely talked about, and I'm talking about the seniors. You know, in this draft world, if you're a senior, you've made it four years, then people may think, Something's wrong with you. They think you're supposed to dominate because you're older. But when you do dominate college basketball, it just does not get the same attention as a freshman. Because everyone seems to think, well, I shouldn't say everyone. I don't like to generalize. But a lot of people seem to think when you are a senior at 22 or 23, you lack upside. So this episode, I'm going to dedicate to... The four or five seniors that I think will be in the top 60 picks and the seniors that I think can come in and help an organization and be on the NBA roster at this time next year because the seniors just don't get any love. We live in this world where if you've made it to senior night, then it's going to be hard for you to be a first round draft pick. I mean, we've seen a few guys drafted in the first round as seniors. Um, Corey Kisper last year, we've seen um, Chris Duarte. So, I mean, we have seen some seniors drafted in the first round. Not many. Not many. And I think in this year's draft, if it were up to me, which it is not, but if it were up to me, there'd be as many as three seniors in the first round based off of my latest mock that I haven't released yet that's coming out. But I think more realistically... You may see one, maybe two at the most. Because, again, if you're like one of the all-time greats at your school as far as statistics, so if you're in the top 10 in scoring, top 5 in assists, or just ranked in any statistical category as one of the best to ever play at this particular school, and not based off individual season but career numbers, then the chances are people will think, you weren't good enough to make it to the NBA as a freshman or a sophomore, even as a junior. So you're not worthy of a first round pick. All right, let's get started. And the number one senior on my mock draft and big board is Ochai Abaji from Kansas. I've mentioned him a few times in, in past episodes. 6'5", 215 pounds. He is having... A phenomenal senior season. You can make a case and say that he has been one of the best five to ten players in the country 
should definitely be someone that, um, you know, is in player of the year, is in that same category. Currently averaging 19.8 points per game, shooting 47% from the floor, 41% from three, averaging five rebounds, a little over one assist per game, and you know, just a shade under steal per game. Now, he was shooting 50% from the floor. He had a rough 1-4-11 game versus Texas. Well, prior to that 1-4-11 game, he had a 4-for-17 game against TCU maybe three or four days earlier. So that bumped him down. He was at like 50% from the floor and over 40-something, I think maybe like 43% from three. But those rough outings have definitely, definitely <laughs> played a major role. He only had eight points in the game uh, against Texas a few days ago. Still having a good year, 19.8 points per game, like I said. And I think that he could possibly be this year's Desmond Bang. And I mentioned it in an article. Check it out. It's on NBA Big Board. And I wrote the article. I even did a little video behind it. And Abaji has done everything that you expect a senior to do. Like I said, he's improved every year. But for me, the biggest difference in his game between this year and even last year is that he's a lot more assertive, a lot more aggressive. He's someone that I was actually kind of down on for the most part, simply because I remember doing a video breakdown on him after his freshman year. And I thought that this was someone that was going to be a first-round pick in the draft. I guess it was the 2020 draft. And he just seemed to make strides, but not the strides that I wanted to see him make. I felt like with his shooting and athleticism that he should at least average 15 points a game as a sophomore and be gone. But it didn't happen. But now the aggressiveness, the assertiveness is starting to come out as a senior, which, again, you're expecting it to, to happen as a senior. And I think it's going to be held against him, maybe not as much as some of the other guys, but, you know, he chose to develop in college and get better in college as opposed to developing in the NBA, which, you know, it's, it's just it's a matter of opinion. I mean, probably me, I would have chose to develop in the NBA you know, get some six-figure checks in my, in my bank account. But he's done everything that, that you've, again, wanted him to do. He's, he's crazy athletic. I think if there's one area that I was hoping to see better improvement on would be scoring off the dribble. But I think at this point that's just really not his game. I mean, he can score off the dribble, but it's more so one dribble pull up here, attacked around but I thought as a freshman he showed some flashes of offensive creativity you know being able to get to his spots off the dribble I'm not saying he doesn't get to him now but I'm thinking more so of a shot maker or shot creator as opposed to someone who you know he's scoring off the dribble because he's coming off of, of pin downs and, and maybe just a straight line drive going downhill but overall again I think that he is worthy of a lottery pick simply because I think that you know what you're getting. But in most cases, people don't, you know, they want the upside of a freshman. Again, 6'5", 6'10", wingspan. I think that he can come in and help a team with, 
you know, being a, a, a wing perimeter defender and at the very minimum, a complimentary role player that would knock down open shots. And of course, like what team does not need that? And then when I look at the, the draft, the way it's set up today, a team like Atlanta, even though they have a lot of wings, he would come in there and he would fill a role. Um, you look at Washington, you look at Memphis, even though they already have Desmond Bain, who I've compared him to, Desmond Bain. I, mean, I think there's some teams that he could come in and help. If he falls late in the draft, that's where I think he could really be an important piece. You look at Memphis again, they have multiple picks in the late 20s. You look at the Bucks. You look at the Bulls, the Nuggets, the the Heat, the Warriors. Those are teams where I think he could come in and just fill in the role and won't have much pressure. I think he can come in and compete. Again, I've compared him to this year's Desmond Bain. We'll see. I mean, Bain in a redraft is probably a top five pick. All right, when we return, I'll talk about – I got to squeeze the other guys in. The next senior on my list, I can tell you this much. His last name is Williams. But before I get into that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. And, you know, this is the time of year where people have given up on New Year's resolutions and they stop going to the gym, but they still want to eat healthy. And if you're on the fence about eating healthy, then I have something for you. You should try the Built Bar Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. It's not just a protein bar. It is a treat. And it is covered in 100% real chocolate. They are fan favorite. They have some incredible flavors. They got like this cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. And I mean, they're so good because once again, like I said, they are covered with 100% real chocolate. Yes, the puffs, these marshmallow puffs are 100% real chocolate. So if you didn't get the fact that I said they're 100% real chocolate, I just want you to know that they're 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. They can replace your candy bars just because they're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. If you go to built.com and scroll down the macros chart, you'll be blown away. I mean, because, again, this is high-protein, low-calories, high-fiber, low-carbs. Most built Bars are just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Now, when you compare that to a candy bar, it's usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So they have the flavors that you like at Built.com, whether it's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new. This month, there's white chocolate cookies and cream. I call that the Jason Williams. So go to Built.com, and they're all about the taste. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off at Built.com. All right, once again, this is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies. Thank you. Thank you so much for making Locked on NBA Draft your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Locked on Now gives you nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. And of course, it is free and it is where available. It is available wherever you get your podcast or wherever you get your content or you know, it's on YouTube also. So check it out there. All right. Now I want to talk about Alondis Williams. Now Alondis Williams is someone that I will admit
that I was not very familiar with coming into this college basketball season. Now, he transferred from Oklahoma, and it just barely made a ripple. I mean, senior transfer, didn't put up big numbers at Oklahoma. Nobody cared. Maybe people from his hometown, Milwaukee. Maybe people from OU because they thought, okay, well, yeah, he'll come in. He'll be. They thought maybe he was going to be their, their point guard this year. Maybe the people at Wake Forest thought, okay, we're going to get this transfer from Oklahoma who hasn't really, you know, produced at a high level. But produce at a high level is exactly what Alondis Williams has done to the point where I still think that he is underrated. I did a video breakdown on him. I want to say it was back in early January. And, you know, this was like right at the start of conference schedule. And he was showing like, you know, that he could. (laughs) He was showing that he was worthy of, at least in my opinion, a first round pick. And he's still been consistent with that. I mean, listen to these numbers. 19.3 points per game, 6.6 assists, 5, I'm sorry, 6.6 rebounds. 5.3 assists, shooting over 51% from the floor, 70% from the foul line, averaging over a steal per game. And he is, I mean, he has been such a a, a major force in the ACC and making Wake Forest competitive. Now, the three-point percentage is, you know, you like to see that higher. It's only shooting 30% from three. Again, a 70% from the foul line is something that you would like to see a little bit higher. But... Overall, I mean, I can make a case and say that this guy is the best passer in this draft class. I mean, he is a phenomenal passer. And again, it makes me wonder why wasn't he playing at Oklahoma last year? And if you're not familiar with Williams, he's a strong, physical scoring playmaker. He's strong, fluid. He's agile. He has great feet. Very good court vision and passing instincts. Now, he is a high-risk and high-reward passer. He's averaging over three-and-a-half turnovers per game, and that's because I think that he makes a lot of skip passes and and, and tough reads. But I like, for some reason, I like the confidence. Of course, I don't like somebody that's turning the ball over three times a game, but I like the fact that he is a confident and high-risk and high-reward passer. Now, he does pass with a little bit of flair and flash. That could, you know, add a little bit to his turnovers. But, I mean, as far as, like, putting the ball in the basket, shifty ball handler, has good pace, changes directions, and then he is strong. I noticed the third time I mentioned that he is strong. But once he gets downhill, it's tough to to stop him because, again, with the broad shoulders, and if he gets a step ahead of you, you're not getting around him. But I love the creativity off the dribble i love guys that if you give them the ball at five seconds left in a shot clock you feel comfortable that they can get you a bucket get a clean look or create for others and that is what alignus williams does and he's just a tough matchup for smaller point guards and if you're small then he's gonna look to post you up with his size and his strength he has good footwork in the post And that's where he's also effective at because if you send the double, he can make you pay because he's so good at finding teammates for open shots. I've compared him to a poor man's Darren Williams. And I'm talking about a poor man's Utah Jazz early New Jersey or New Yeah, they were the New Jersey Nets at the time. New Jersey Nets, Darren Williams. 
And I think that he's very, very underrated at this point. And the reason why he's underrated is because he is a senior. And that's, you know, nobody's talking about him enough. I, I saw something where despite his stats, he wasn't even considered top 15 for like the Naismith Award or something like that, which I just think is... I don't know. I mean, I guess if he came into the season with a little bit more buzz and publicity, he would be on the list because there's some guys ahead of him that, you know, they were on on the preseason list or their name has been in the, the media for a year or two. So they've, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I'll just be honest. Sometimes it could be a little bit of politics because, again, Londis Williams has come out of nowhere and is having a breakout season. And the next player that I want to talk about is also named Williams. And I like him a lot. Actually, in my last mock, I had him as a first-rounder. And I thought he would be a good fit with the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, some people disagree with me. I had a discussion about that on, on social media yesterday. But Travion Williams is like this strong, throwback, physical, low-post bruiser. But he is a polished, low-post scorer and presence excellent feel as a passer and he's not just in my opinion if not the best one of the top two best passing centers in this draft but he's a great passer period I mean he has a better feel for the game as a passer as some wings he finds cutters and shooters and then I don't know if this will be his role in the in the pros but he can be a hub in the low post where you give him the ball and you can just kind of run the offense through him he's agile he's fluid like I said, good post moves, maybe not the best era, but here's where I think that he could help a team like the Warriors. Now, hear me out. Of course, he's not going to block a lot of shots or, you know, maybe defend the rim, but I think that with his agility, he can be a pretty decent defender. But we're talking about a guy who's only playing 20 minutes per game because he's sharing minutes, but he's averaging like 11 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Three assists in 20 minutes is pretty impressive shooting 54% from the floor, small sample size, but 41% from three. He's only taking like 0.4 attempts per game. But when teams switch, I think that he has the ability to make a team pay for switching a small on him. He's not like, you know, one of these bigs where he can only get the ball when you throw him a, a, a vertical lob or you know, a dump off. He's someone that if he has a switch and he has a small guard and like the mid post or the low post, he can put the ball on the floor. He can get a bucket because he's such an advanced post player. But then again, he can also pass and make the right read. I would just love to see him in that offense where the ball moves a lot. And I'm just a, a big fan of Travion Williams. So I would love to see him go there. But if he doesn't, I think there's a few other teams that that he can help, and he is someone that, I mean, this is how old he is. He played at the under, night, and I don't, I don't want to say this is how old he is, like he's 42, but he played at the under 19s in 2019, I believe. And on this team was Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham. Uh, Evan Mobley didn't really play. He was injured. Scotty Barnes was on the team, Jalen Green, was also on the roster, Kate Cunningham. Um, I'm forgetting somebody else. But I was at that tournament in Greece where they absolutely dominated. But they were, like, in high school still. And um, while he was already, 
a a rising sophomore. And so it just I mean his teammates have already been in the NBA and are finishing their rookie years. But overall I like Travion Williams. Alright, when we return, I will talk about another group of seniors that I think could possibly hear their name selected on draft night. But it's time to talk about Bet Online. Because basketball is in full steam right now. You got basketball, at least college basketball, ramping up. You got the second half of the NBA season where teams are either tanking big time or trying to make a playoff push for the, the new playing tournament, which I think is has been good. But for all the latest odds and totals and player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, and we haven't really had a lot of coaches get fired in the NBA this season. I just thought about that. But BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the absolute best spot for all of your sports scores, your podcasts, and your news this season. And it is not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, once again, you are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. And this is Rafael Barlow talking about the seniors, the guys that you just don't hear people talk about. You hear about the, you know, you hear about a freshman class. You may hear about the international prospects. You may hear about sleepers, but you don't hear about seniors. And that's just. What makes my show a little different, I love the fact that um, I can go against the norm and talk about whatever I choose to talk about. And now I want to wrap it up with a couple of seniors that I also think could possibly hear their name on draft night. And one is Keon Ellis from Alabama, 6'6", 175 pound, you guessed it, senior Currently averaging 12 points per game, shooting 43% from the floor, 36% from three, 88% from the foul lines, averaging six rebounds, a little under two assists per game, two steals per game. And he is, I mean, he's been someone that, I'll be honest, I was not really 100% familiar with him coming into the season. He's had a, a good year, and he's just this athletic scoring wing that the NBA teams or or front office guys or general managers covet because, I mean, for years now, the NBA has had a major need for wings. And for an athletic wing that can score and put pressure on the rim, there's always room there. Now, Ellis is, I mean, he's a, a good finisher around the basket. He's a capable shot creator and scorer. I think that he's better then the numbers indicate he is someone that can get his own shot because he has a creative handle. He's a little shifty. But what I like about him is that he's 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 skinny. Like, don't get me wrong. He is slight, as we would say back in the day, light in the pants, 6'6", 175. I mean, he is 6'6", and we weigh about the same amount. So he needs to get a little stronger, hit the weights there. But what I like about him, other than the fact that, you know, he's athletic and he can create his own shot, is he's tough and competitive. And even at the buck 75, he finds a way to average seven, I'm sorry, six rebounds per game. 
He rebounds in traffic. And just that competitive fire and competitive nature, I think, is is going to help him out. He's someone that I definitely, if I'm an agent, I do not want my client in a workout against him. Because, one, the fire, the competitiveness, the toughness. But if you're having to play a guy one-on-one for a job, basically in front of NBA scouts, He's someone that you kind of want to avoid because he has the one-on-one game. And like I said, he can create his own shot, and he's tough, and he is, you know what? He reminds me of Will Barton. Maybe not the shooter as Will Barton is right now, which I just saw a stat that Will Barton is like top, I think he's like top five or top two or something like that, an all-time three-pointers made for the Denver Nuggets. And Will Barton is a guy that uh, he will get you buckets. He's a little underrated, doesn't get the the love, but he's played a role in Denver's success this year. And that's who Keon kind of reminded me of because he's a, a, a pull-up shooter. And, again, I just like the fact that he, he create off the dribble, athletic, get his own shot, shoot off the dribble. Now, the concerns are he's a little streaky. And, um, you know, like most guys that are shot creators, the shot selection can be a little... You know, I mean, you know, you could take some bad shots, but I mean, that all falls into the confidence. And um, I think that he's more of a scorer than a shooter right now, but he is someone that I think could be a very, very good value pick for a team that is drafting in the second round. And then the last player that I want to talk about, and I don't even know if if he's had a, a bad season. I don't know. I just. Maybe it's it's Baylor's system where everybody eats. But Matthew Meyer has not had the season that I expected. The numbers are, you know, the basic stats are yeah, 9.5 rebounds, averaging assist a game, still a little under a block. But he's only shooting 39% from the floor and only 31% from three. And then he could be someone that falls into the category of my podcast from last week where I said, you know, guys that are more sexy over substance. He could definitely fall into that because he does have a sexiness to his game as far as his size and his athleticism, how he moves. I mean, he's 6'9", and, you know, I mean, he can play multiple positions. He can play him at the 4, you can play him at the 3. I mean, he's a hybrid wing. He has a very beautiful shot. I mean, it's it's like a simple release, but it's just not going in this year. I don't know what the reason for that is. It's not going in, but, I mean, he has the body, the frame, the athleticism. He's fluid, agile. He can handle the ball. There's so many things that he does well, but the shot is just not going in this year. And then he'll be 22 on draft night. So he may or may not get drafted. He's someone that, if he's a you know a, a two-way player, that that wouldn't shock me either. Sorry for the noise you hear. I'm in Italy and somebody sounds like they're on a, a Hayabusa, going a hundred down down the street. But anyway, that wraps it up for this episode where I'm talking about the forgotten senior class. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for just all the support as we are about to ramp it up into March Madness. I mean, March is here, but we're about to ramp it up. And then after March Madness is over, you know, it is downhill. Talking about the draft now, 
All right, but before I go, I want to talk to you about the Locked On NBA podcast. The Locked On NBA podcast has the experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA. And it is every Monday through Friday, and they get all the information to you in less than 30 minutes. And of course, it is free, and it is available wherever you get your podcast. This is Raphael, NBA Draft Junkie, signing out. And I am out.